Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. I know it's been a couple of days, and I apologize. Leaving you guys high and dry. Not cool. But rest assured, just because I haven't been with you guys doesn't mean we're not contributing to Niners really everything. Um, I have been on almost every damn podcast that has existed or the 49ers internationally and around here, and I'm not done. Um, I think it's been pretty amazing. One thing that I found, and kind of one of my beliefs, like I, I'm not a bit, I love competition. I love competition more than anybody. Like if I'm playing checkers, chess, I, I don't care. Any game, sport, whatever. I believe in competition. However, whenever it comes to the 49ers, like, you know, podcasts and all those things, I'm not into that. Um, I, I think there's plenty of room at the table. And so I absolutely love, especially during this time, it's a little bit of a downtime. OTAs just started. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about with OTAs. We're going to hear from um, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Shanahan, Fred Warner. We got lots of clips there. And we're going to cover all the news with the 49ers for sure. But, man, there's so many awesome podcasts out there. There's so many great TV channels, YouTube, all these different things. So, man, this is the perfect time. Find your flavor. That's what's key. Uh, go listen to these other podcasts. See what else is out there because, obviously, I want you here. You guys are my family. They always stay here. But, man, there's other stuff out there, too, that might hit. Um, you know, it's just me by myself up here. Maybe you want a little bit more of a hangout vibe and all that stuff. Go find that because whatever – the 49ers are spoiled. We're so spoiled. 
And I have friends that are, you know, Eagles fans or Dolphins fans or even Cowboys fans. They do not have half of what we have. They don't have half. Um, so anyway, all that being said, I love it. Uh, man, it's great to be with you guys today. We got a lot of stuff, so buckle in. I just jumped off. I've been on two podcasts today already, uh, so I just jumped off. And man, oh, I see it right here. Um, Andy, what's up? He says, I will see you in Philly. That brings happiness to my heart. Let me start off by saying 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We're going to three cities this year. Philly, Chicago, and Los Angeles. The site is up. You just go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, click on the city you want, buy a ticket to the party. We're going to have a party the night before. That's what you're buying into. And basically that gets you in, um, all those things. And man, we're going to have live broadcasts, giveaways, raffles. Um, it's going to be absolutely incredible takeovers in those city. You want a safe place to party and to hang out the night before. Um, plus, Hey, we have everything that you need for hotels. And like, it's not even like, Oh, we're saving you like 20 bucks. No, no, no. We're staying in the best hotels in Philly and Chicago. I haven't got the LA one still. I'm, I'm working on locations just because I'm not sure where I want the party to be. It's a mess. That's a whole nother thing. But that game's not until January anyway. But we're saving you like 50 bucks a night. And we're staying on Michigan Avenue. <laughs> Reasonable hotels for going to the game for sure. Uh, so go check that out. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Now, here we go. It is end of the month, which you guys know what that means. That means we got a giveaway coming. Shout out to all the countdown crew, hashtag CCs. Absolutely love it. Here's what we're winning next week. That's right. We got a Nick Bosa jersey. So if you are a hashtag CC or you're already entered, if you want more entries, okay, there's ways to do that. Every time you hashtag CC for the month, you're in. Now on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. Um, you can go retweet that and get another entry. Or if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get more entries there. So what I'm trying to do is find different ways to get people to participate in these giveaways that we do every single month uh, outside of Twitter. I know not everybody's on Twitter, so I'm finding those. I've posted on Facebook. You can go to Niners Rush. That's on Facebook. I've posted on Instagram. We're going to start being on Instagram a lot more. Uh, I've taken a couple courses over the past week learning how to get my video content on Instagram from my computer. I didn't know that was a thing. I know I'm a little bit of a boomer. That's okay. So we are constantly trying to step our game up. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, 49ers Rush Podcast, type it in on Instagram. Give us a follow. Uh, we're going to increase our performance and basically what we do there. So uh, again, I know a lot of people don't mess with Twitter. I get that. We are stepping up across all lines. Um, we we are not stagnant. That is that's it. Uh, Tommy, what's up, man? You're the best on YouTube. Way better. Oh man, he's he's throwing out the other ones. Um, anyway, uh, I don't I don't want to talk trash against any of those other people. What's up, Dan Case? Glad to be with you guys. So let's talk about this, man. OTAs are in full swing, and on top of all that, I don't know if you guys saw this. Seattle Seahawks had 35 people show up to their OTAs. 35. The 49ers, over 80 showed up. Over 80 people showed up. And whenever you're talking about just kind of the morale, what's going on with the team, the 49ers at the peak. You know, if you look at what you, you know, I'm working on my power rankings for the AFC, NFC, NFL, and all those things. Man, Packers are up there. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, that's a huge question. But a lot of their top-tier players didn't show up. Seattle, they're up there too. Obviously, with Russell Wilson, he's going to be bringing games. It's just what he does. Nobody showed up. 
You look at the 49ers. It's different. It's different what is taking place. Listen to the head coach talk through this. Happy. You know, I mean, you hear a lot of that stuff and, um, you know, but uh, for our guys to show up like they did, you know, my biggest concern was only getting a week with the guys because, you know, I've, I think this is my 18th OTA since we didn't have one last year. Um, and I've never had OTAs without being around the guys for five weeks prior. Um, so you got a very good idea where they're at. And, um, you know, we've only been around these guys for four days until our first OTA. So that's what, we, what made me really nervous in terms of just putting these guys out there. And that's why we've had to take some reps away. And hopefully we'll get to normal OTAs next week. Um, but, I mean, our guys came in and we got guys who really enjoy football. And I know there's a lot of different different opinions on all that stuff but um it's hard to get better at football if you don't practice it um it's hard to get better at any sport if you don't practice playing the game there's lots of ways to improve yourself but you really got to practice the sport to um, get better at it and some guys need it more than others um that's why it's i get each guy's different and i'll talk to each guy individually all 90 about that if they want um but when you got to make a decision what's best for the team I'm always going to make a decision to provide our guys with a safe place to play football um, so they can get better at football. And I'm just pumped that we did get a big turnout of guys because sometimes it's hard to provide that for players if you don't have 22 people out there. Um, That's why it's hard to play other places. Uh, Our guys came in. They wanted to work. They wanted to see what our plan was. And I told them some of my concerns, which was mainly this first week with the soft tissues and stuff. And I think they agreed. And um, I think they like how the plan is that I've set up. And um, I take it day by day though and we'll see how it goes you love the way that comes across it just it, it flows and you feel like protected and all those things now we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about we already have one serious injury jeff wilson jr who was you know fighting for that number two number three kind of spot in the running back rotation which is a very deep rotation he tore his meniscus this is huge and it sucks now good news if there is good news it happened at the facility so that means he gets paid. Now, what does this mean, you know, everybody else? Well, I, I think there were guaranteed three guys making, really four running backs making the roster. It was Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, Jeff Wilson Jr., and then Elijah Mitchell. Those four were in. What this does do is because now Jeff Wilson Jr. will be on the pup probably, or, you know, yeah, probably on the pup. And, or IR, there's lots of different rules and regulations. They haven't come up with how they're going to do that and all those things, whatever else. But he's not going to count against the initial 53. He'll be coming back. It's four to six months. So the earliest, you know, here we are at the end of May. The earliest is probably October, more likely November. It's a longer season than normal. So he's going to be coming in after that bye week. And again, another running back's going to get hurt. We we have four get hurt every year. It's it's like it's like clockwork, right? But what this does do, what it does do, is now Wayne Gallman or Jamichael Hasty, they're fighting for that four spot, which means only one would be left out. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. Luckily, we drafted two running backs this year. It's not like the running back room is hurting at all. It's not. It's not as good. Jeff Wilson's great. Uh, we've seen what he's a touchdown machine, and the good news is he will be playing football this year. At ACL, sometimes stuff goes wrong. Niscus, relatively easy. You go in, you clean it up. Not that big of a deal. Uh, I'm not too worried about the meniscus long term. He'll play this year, but probably not until after the bye week. Uh, week 10, probably week 11, the latest. But we're going to get him. So for the playoff run and down the stretch, it's going to be nice to get some you know um, fresh legs in there, to say the least. Now, Let's talk about 
quarterbacks. That's what everybody's here for. We trade up to number three. We got a lot of stuff going on there. And we're going to hear from a couple different people here. So we're going to be here for a while. Let's talk about QBs and start out with the big man himself, Kyle Shanahan, just on the QBs in general. I mean, it, it's really been, I mean, it's been great just watching the whole group hang together. I mean, just like those last questions, it's tough when there's only one position and there's five guys and they're all so eager to get reps and we don't have a lot of reps going through. Um, so just what all five of those guys have been doing hanging out with each other every day in the meeting rooms on the field. Uh, that's what I've been impressed with the most so far. Uh, in these two practices, I think both guys have done a good job, but, um, you know, I mean, we had 12 plays of seven on seven and we had 10 plays of teams. I mean, it's about usually half of what we normally do. Um, so uh, not doing a, enough to really get too into the football or make any judgments off, off guys. We're just throwing a lot at Trey that he's hearing for the first time. We're throwing a lot at some of these other quarterbacks who've just gotten here for the first time. And um, you start at day one for the rest of the team and it's always good for him to start at day one and we build our way up they do the same thing every year it, it, it doesn't matter high school college nfl doesn't matter because you have one new person you got to change everything you start at ground one you start at <laughs> it, it, let's install you, you start at the basics and you move on whether you're jimmy garoppolo has been there a couple years what it doesn't matter everybody does the same thing because it's got to flow as a unit and so you're building from the ground up. Your foundation needs to be strong. Now, the issue is, there's lots of issues at play here. You have five quarterbacks. Usually you have four. Sometimes you only have three. We have five. And here's why five is so important. Everybody knows the Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance and what that looks like. Yeah, nobody's, you know, that's what it is. But also, you have these other three cats. Josh Rosen, Josh Johnson, and Nate Sudfeld, who brought over from the Eagles. And why they're so important is one of them will be the long-term backup, or at least this is what the 49ers want, for Trey Lance. So let's see how that goes. Because now they're not going to get near as much snaps as the front two. I get that. But once we get to preseason games, which we have this year, that's going to be key. Because again, if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, you are hoping to walk out of this knowing, okay, this guy's going to be our backup next year. My guess is it's going to be Josh Rosen, but I think the the favorite is probably Nate Sutfeld, especially if you look at the money and kind of everything that they put out there. So I think that's kind of part of that as we get into it because it's not just – we always want it to be, okay, the face of the franchise and all those things, and how's Trey Lance, and Trey Lance do this, and Trey Lance do that. Like, he just told you, we had 22 plays, and we split them. You cannot judge a quarterback off of 11 plays. Now, during this press conference, and again, you know, they pressed for like five times in a row, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. And finally, this was kind of the clearest that we got. Um, so here we go. As a person, definitely. I mean, the player, you know the ability that he has, and you can see that on tape. You don't really come and look at it as, you know, from a coaching standpoint, like each day. Like, how do he do today? Is he that good? Is he not? It's you more you want to get to know the guy. I got an idea of who I think the person is and um, being with him these last two weeks, he's been everything that we hoped him more. Um, I think he's a very smart kid. He's a very humble kid. I think he's a very natural leader. I think the guys have gravitated to him and it's been fun to throw a lot at him. You know, you do it for two days in rookie mini camp and to watch him just take it all in. I mean, from how he calls a play in the huddle to how he takes a snap under center to how he stands in shotgun to how he does everything. It's new. Um, we're asking him to do something different and to just absorb all that in, 
um, until, and to still handle yourself the right way to me, that is impressive. And that's what I've expected from them and haven't been disappointed in that. And that's why I'm thankful to get OTAs and stuff. Cause that's why OTAs, I try not to judge too much with anybody. You throw so much at people and it's so how much can they soak in? And they go through a lot of highs and lows in those nine practices. And then they get away for 40 days. They kind of get to figure out what they just went through, um, how to do it on their own. And then they come back to training camp and you see what you really got. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. And, and it's, it, it's interesting, too. <laughs> All right, let, let me think how to phrase this next little segment here. There was a question asked about overthrows. Uh, Trey Lance apparently had, quote, several overthrows. Yeah, that's part of his film. He, he, he does have those things. Now, <laughs> I'm going to allow Kyle to answer this question. And then we're going to, I see an awesome comment here as well. And we'll get into that. But again, like, uh, I'm just going to let Kyle do this. The question was asked, are you concerned about Trey's overthrows, uh, whatever, in one practice? He only had 11 reps. And what are you doing to fix it? Oh, this is the best. This, I had the biggest smile on my face. This is awesome. Nothing. I'm watching where the ball's going, and we don't judge a guy's mechanics every time he throws. You know, that would drive a guy crazy. Um, so we just try to coach him and get the ball to the right spot. Usually it has to do with where your, where your feet are and your feet under you and throwing on time. So that's just stuff you, you want them to work through and um, get better at. But there's no secret to, hey, if you just do this, it won't be high. Um, that's kind of, we'll let you write about that, but that's not how I coach him. I, I've been a part of these meetings. Um, Whatever you have a quarterback that's struggling and things and how you do that. One, this is the youngest rostered quarterback in the entire NFL. He's not struggling, okay? Yeah, bad passes are going to happen. It's his first all-team practice uh, is what it is. Now, this, um, nobody you need to know asks this. John, is it concerning 
the way that Shanahan answered that question that he's not paying attention to throwing mechanics. That's not what he said. And I know that beat reporter that asked that, that's what he's going to put out there, and that's kind of his MO and whatever. That's cool. That's his thing. But no, that's not what he said. He said, I'm not going to coach up and correct throwing mechanics on every play, on every throw. You can't do that. You will have a short circuit in your brain, and you're going to find the more tight, wound up your quarterback is, the worst performance. Again, what was it that made Joe Montana so great? Many things, right? Uh, one of the best stories ever is in the Super Bowl in the huddle, game-winning drive against Cincinnati. They huddle up. He says, stops the huddle, says, hey, guys, look over there. You'll see that's John Candy just hanging out over there. Isn't that cool? All right, guys, here's the play. Like this nonchalant kind of cool vibe, whatever, that's what the greatness ones can achieve. So you don't overbear. You don't overload. You don't go get whatever. Oh, your foot's too wide, that one. You got to get your shoulder up. You got to get your elbow in. You got to follow through. You got If you do that, I've been around coaches that coach that way. It is awful for every single person around them. It's so damn stressful. It's like having an overbearing parent that just corrects everything and never says you're doing what's right. Kyle Shanahan's pretty damn good with quarterbacks. Uh, so everybody should understand that. Now, again, there are going to be beat reporters, beat writers, podcasters that want negativity because that's all that they sell. And whenever there's no negativity, they lose money. So understand that. Stay away from Skip Bayless. Stay away from those guys. Stephen A. Smith, don't. Now, if you're going there for entertainment, that's great. And I think that they provide something there. But, man, don't allow those people, like, in your life. We follow this team because we love this team and we're part of the faithful. Understand that, man. Like, quit giving these guys that just, like, feast on negativity. Don't give them an audience. That, that That's not going to help anything. Um, I just, I, I don't know, man. It, it bothers me whenever I see all that stuff because it, it's just a total mess. The kid's 21 as of a week ago. OTAs, we don't have a game for four months. Allow them to learn. And we used to tell our players in spring ball and during, you know, two-a-days and all that stuff, be aggressive. Find out what you can get away with. We can pull you back. We can't. Aggressiveness is one of the hardest things to teach. And it doesn't matter what the position is. It's way easier to pull back than it is to turn on. So during these times, again, it's 11-11. You got 10 plays. Man, go for it. Let's see what you can come up with. Lay into it. Let it out there. We'll see what the receivers can handle. And then, yeah, you're overthrowing a little bit too much. All right, let's back it off a little bit. It's easier to turn it off than it is to turn it on. So I, I think that's kind of key. And again, if you want to get back to reality, back to earth a little bit, George Kittle, tight end one, was asked what he thought about this young quarterback, Trey Lance. Uh, you know, I mean, he looks a little bit better than a rookie quarterback. Uh, you know, he's out there, he's slinging it. Uh, I was really excited yesterday. He made like he made an awesome throw on a play action. You know, he found the he found my rookie Josh Peterson on a on a, like a far corner is what we call it on a rollout which is like the last guy you'd throw it to on the play. And the fact that he found him in his first ever rollout was pretty cool. Um, you know, just seeing him out there and trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I just like watching guys compete, like I said. And um, if you can pick up this offense as a rookie and be able to, you know, analyze it and throw it to the right guy and at the same time, you know, overcome coaching to make a play, it's impressive. And so uh, I just can't wait to see what these next couple OTAs days, you know, give Trey and allow him to, you know, continue to move forward. I think that tells a lot. He looks way better than a rookie. 
Um, and it's his first day there. So just take that in stride. Dan asked this question. I think this is good. Is it unusual that the Niners didn't immediately report Wilson's injury, especially if it happened in the building? Yes, it is. Um, the 49ers are unusual with anything that has to do with the media. Anything. We know 49ers don't leak. You want to buy your 49ers Waterwork t-shirt? Hey, it's in the description down there. Go get that. Um, but they don't leak anything. They don't promote practice squad players to the active roster until there's 15 minutes left in the deadline. Kyle Shanahan's pretty superstitious with this type of stuff. So, yes, it's very unusual how they handle those things. The good news is, whether the injury happened before, in the building, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's taken care of. Uh, would I be shocked, Dan? I saw your comment earlier. If... Uh, you know, the injury did happen outside and they're just taking care of him. Wouldn't be shocked at all. The 49ers have done that. They paid Richard Sherman, even though he didn't hit, hit all of his bonus metrics for playing time, they paid him out anyway. You know, we're not the Detroit Lions who are going to force Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders to pay back their signing bonuses after they were. We're not that organization. We're not the Raiders who can't afford their payroll and have to cut players that are really, really good because they can't pay the cash because they're cash strapped and have to apply for waivers with the NFL. That's not this organization. First class all the way. First class all the way. And it's been that way. For a long time. Now, has there been some hiccups and some guys that maybe didn't understand that? Sure. But John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, 100%. This is a classy organization. Um, yeah, that's just what it is. Thomas, thank you so much for the gift. Uh, I love it, man. That is awesome. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, he says, you are amazing. And put the emoji on there, which looks pretty cool. Thank you so much, Thomas. I really do appreciate that. Now, um, I wanted to kind of... There's a lot more on the quarterbacks, and I, I, I think this is key. Jimmy Garoppolo gets up there, and they ask him about his leg. They ask him about how his offseason's going, all those different things. And they ask him like four questions in a row on Trey Lance, and he gave all the politically correct answers, and I thought that was cool. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's, his, his interviews are always kind of vanilla. Uh, you you kind of, <laughs> I, I was talking to my wife about this, you know, because you go through it, you break down these, you know, press conferences, and Juan, shout out to Juan Salas, uh, he, he cut up some clips as well, and you're watching this, and I'm just like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo's so boring to listen to. And my wife goes, well, yeah, whatever, you look like that, you don't have to be excited. <laughs> and she's right. Uh, that's why I'm so excited, apparently. That's how I took it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just the complete package. I got the Jimmy Garoppolo face, psych, <laughs> and the George Kittle personality. But one of the things I took from it was, man, Jimmy, he was a little hot. And rightfully so. Uh, not physically. I'm, I'm saying, like, temper-wise. His mindset. He was asked about his mindset. And I want to play this clip because there were a couple things I took away from it that I was like, whoo, I like it. Yeah, uh, you know, I just focus on the same things I always have, really. I mean, it's the offseason is a time for me to grow, for our team to grow. And just uh, you try to improve on the things that you didn't do so well the year before. So... I mean, this offseason, I had a list of things that I wanted to improve on. First of all, get the get the body back right, healthy and everything. And that uh, it's been going really well. Body feels great. And just, um, you know, there's some little things throughout the offense that we've been trying to work on. And I've been trying to critique myself as hard as I can. You know, just fix the little things. 
I, I love that. Like, one, being critical of himself, which he's always done. He goes on later on and says, you know, all I do is go out there and win games, and so that's what I'm going to do. Oh, I freaking love it. And as the, the interview kept going on, the more spicy, more spicy. I freaking – a pissed-off Jimmy Garoppolo is the best thing that could happen to the 49ers. I absolutely love it. And, again, if you're one of those people that's out there that's still saying Trey Lance isn't is going to start week one, oh, my gosh, please wake up. Please wake up. I know those people exist. I don't know why or where you're getting this stuff from. It doesn't make any sense, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback until he gets injured. That's just what it is or traded. Now, support Jimmy. <laughs> support him. Even I love Trey more than anybody. Uh, support Jimmy. You want Jimmy to do well. That's the best thing for Trey Lance. It's the best thing for the 49ers. It's the best for everybody around. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's move off the quarterback position. Um, let's, let's talk about two big-time 49ers um, that we got a little bit of news from. And I, I want to kind of tip my cap to these two guys because, again, it doesn't make sense how the culture of the 49ers has affected all these players in such a positive way, even ones who have had a really rough time since they got here. And this is about Western Richburg and D Ford. Yeah, Weston is going to uh, retire. Um, and I don't know how that officially works, but that, that's the word that I've been told. Um, and with D Ford, D Ford's been here since February. Um, he's been throughout this whole offseason, all the rehab, really made a lot of strides um, in this offseason together. Everyone knows the sensitivity of his injury with his back and stuff, um, but he's been putting a lot of work here, and we feel it's going the right direction. Um, last week, we sent him home because he had been here so long um, to go back to his hometown, see his, his doctor, and I plan on him coming back here in the next couple of weeks, um, but don't expect to see him until training camp on the field. First off, you got to talk about Western Richburg. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people, and I just got off of, um, you know, a podcast just a while ago. It was, it was awesome. It was a first takes. It was a great podcast if you want to check it out on um, YouTube. Let me just give the correct shout out there <laughs> um, because I apologize about that. 49ers first takes. Go check it out. Aaron, uh, awesome guy from the East Coast, big-time 49ers guy, really, really just low-key, like positive dude, really, really chill. Had a lot of fun hanging out with him for like an hour right before I jumped on here. So if you're one of those people that want some more 49ers content, go check that out. And one of the things that we talked about was Prague Morante. Like, amazing job, does all these team-first contracts. Well, I think there were three non-team-first contracts, maybe a little bit more, in free agency. You had Quan Alexander. That was a terrible deal. But we were able to get out of it with that trade to New Orleans. Still don't know what the hell New Orleans was thinking, but whatever. Number two, Western Richburg, who was never healthy with us, never healthy before us. And then D Ford. Those three contracts were not good, but you got out of all three of them. One, the fact that Western Richburg retired, but still restructured his contract before he did so, so that we could have the free agency that we just had. And then D Ford. I don't think he's ever going to play again. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really, really do. And the idea is this. If D4 does come back, that's great news. But he restructured his deal in a way that, again, helped the 49ers go get somebody like Trent Williams in, the, in, free, in free agency and resign him. So I, what, what players do that? Yeah, I'll restructure my deal to help you guys out even though I'm retiring. I'll take less money now to help out a team that I'm retiring from? 
Kyle Shanahan's got some mojo now. And again, it makes sense because if you've ever played for him, you'll play for him again. Like he he's as loyal as they get to a fault. We we talk about that a lot. But man, what an awesome just like these two people. You cannot be upset at D Ford or Western Richburg for anything. They put money back on the table to help the team cap wise so that they could continue even if they don't play. I love that. Now, he did say D Ford will be playing or expects to see him on the field, you know, come training camp. We'll have to see about that. Uh, question here for Brian Carter. He says, John, uh, thoughts on Eli Mitchell, uh, where he will play at, and all these things. I think that's Eli Mitchell or Elijah Mitchell. Played around 215, looked like a low 4-4 guy, tested at 201. Usually what people do, you're correct. Yeah, all the pre-metric things were in the 210s. He goes to test for his pro day. He was 201. Usually what people happen, especially skilled guys, is they slim down for testing because all their times go up, and then they increase back to their play weight. Um, yeah, he'll play probably 210. 25, 210 is where I see him. He's a speed guy. I just finished Brian doing a plug. I like this guy. He's the man. Um, I just finished a Patreon breakdown um, over uh, on Patreon. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. I put that up there, um, the very first Elijah Mitchell breakdown. Him versus Oklahoma State, and he won the game for him. Uh, at the very, very end. Uh, again, small school guy, you know, played for the Raging Cajuns down in Louisiana Lafayette, goes up and plays Iowa State, who finished ranked and beat them. Um, absolutely incredible game. And he's a lot of fun. We'll do an entire Elijah Mitchell episode and give him the due diligence that he needs because he's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I really, really like that guy. I like him a lot. If we did not trade up for trade sermon, Trey Sermon and we just drafted Elijah Mitchell... Going into this offseason, Jeff Wilson got hurt. Guess what? I would be telling you right now, Elijah Mitchell's going to lead this team in carries. I would believe that. But this gives you a testament to the depth that we have. Now Trey Sermon's going to lead this team in carries. And we're going to have to see what Elijah Mitchell can provide if he can work his way into the rotation. Um, now, I'm not discounting Mostert. I love Mostert. But again, you can't give that guy more than 10 carries a game. You just can't do it. Um, you got to keep him healthy for 17 games. Now you get to the playoffs, you can load up on them just like what we saw, you know, in the championship games back in the on the way to the Super Bowl. But you got, you got to have that guy for more than five games in a row. Uh, you just <laughs> you just got to change that. It's just what it is. Now there's another guy that we're excited to get back from injury, and that is Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, who I think is going to be the best defensive end of the game, um, very very shortly. And man, didn't know about this. He's got a uh, a neighbor that we all know, and that's George Kittle. It turns out they live right next to each other. So Kittle gave a little bit of an update on him. Yeah, uh, you know, Nick's actually a guy we, we basically talk almost every day. Uh, you know, Nick's my guy. He actually lives above me in my apartment building. So when he is here, we hang out all the time, um, humble brag. But, no, Nick's doing great. Uh, he's out there running. I know you guys see, like, the Instagram videos. He's reha rehabbing well. But, you know, he's happy. He's very happy where he is, um, you know, in his recovery. Like I said, like, I see the videos. He looks great. Um, he already – he's been watching the film the, just the last couple of days of OTAs, and he says he's ready to come back out here and, you know, come after me in the tight ends. And I said cut blocks are live, so get ready for it. So, uh, you know, just excited to see Nick Bosa back on the football field. Everybody is excited except for NFC West quarterbacks. Nick Bosa is that damn good. Um, so I, I'm pretty excited to kind of see what this is going to look like. And Kyle Shanahan, you know, he chimed in on this injury because, again, we talked about how 
80 out of 90 players on the team were there, you know, at OTAs. Uh, Nick Bosa wasn't one of them. And Kyle, real quick, said, here's why he's not here. It's in Florida. I've been talking to Nick um, since February on this. He came out in February for a while to get checked up on his knee and stuff. And with him coming off the ACL and everything, it's going great. I'm sure you guys have seen some videos. Um, but he's got a good setup out there with his brother and the guy um, who works with his knee. Um, they're in contact with our guys all the time and just didn't want to take him off his routine right now. Um, and I totally agree with him out there. Um, he's going to show up at some time during this, but he won't be going out there doing anything coming off the ACL. But we fully expect him to be ready for training camp. He he. he. That is just as good a news as you could possibly have. One, uh, his injury took place week two early in the year, so usually you got plenty of time. Sometimes stuff goes wrong, as we saw you know, last year with a couple players coming off of ACLs, but uh, looks like he's doing great. Really, really excited about it. So you, you, the good with the bad, right? Uh, Jeff Wilson, super bad. That hurts. Uh, but you're getting some of these guys back, and I think that's kind of key. Uh, Kaleo asked this, what do you think about dropping some money on Trey Sermon for Offensive Rookie of the Year with Jeff Wilson going down. It's not a bad idea. Now, here's the problem. Offensive Rookie of the Year is a little bit different than MVP. MVP almost exclusively goes to quarterback. Offensive Rookie of the Year is a little bit more spread out. Um, again, between, <laughs> I say a little bit more spread out, it's only running backs and quarterbacks, right? Uh, I mean, you could go back to Saquon Barkley winning MV or Offensive Rookie of the Year, but outside of that, it's almost always quarterbacks. Even last year, you know, you look at the Vikings wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, put up one of the best rookie seasons in the history of the NFL at the wide receiver position. He didn't even get close. <laughs> he wasn't even first or second in voting. I think he might have finished second, but very distant behind uh, Justin Herbert. So it usually goes to quarterbacks. Um, now, the odds don't reflect the reality of that. So I don't mind that bet. I'll throw a couple dollars down on that because I think he is going to lead the team in carries, as I said. The problem is there's five stud quarterbacks. And if one of those five quarterbacks goes off, it's a lock for the offensive rookie of the year. So whether that's, I, I think you'd have better chances with it being Trey Lance, even though he might not come in and play until after the first or second month of the season. Again, they, they want quarterbacks. They drive quarterbacks. Everything is about quarterbacks. So I don't mind that bet. But again, ah. It's a rough one because he could lead the team in carries. If one of those quarterbacks goes off, it doesn't matter what his stat sheet is, whether we win the Super Bowl and he's the MVP, doesn't matter. Uh, it's got to go to a quarterback just because that's who the NFL is, and that's who the NFL is going to be. Now, let's stay with this idea of people coming back from injury. Man, it's a long shot. Mr. Glass himself, Jalen Hurd. He made his way into the conversation with the head coach. Um, yeah, it's been great to have Jalen back. You know, he came back right when phase two started, and he's done a good job in his ACL rehab. Um, he should be ready to go by camp, so hopefully there's no setbacks and stuff like that. But right now he's just working out with Dustin on the side and making sure he continues to rehab and um, gets ready for his time, which will be training camp. And as far as the whole group, I've been really excited with the group. You know, we just got to see him in person um, a week ago from yesterday. Um, they came and worked hard on Monday. We got four days to really condition them, and I thought the wideouts really worked very hard last week, which allowed us to be somewhat prepared this week, and I think we'll turn it up a lot more with them the following week because that's usually my biggest concern in OTAs are kind of the wideouts and the people who do most of the running um, with the soft tissue injuries. So 
I think they've been getting in real good shape. Um, looking forward to Debo and Ayuk taking a step forward and all these guys that we brought here, you know, with Sanu coming back, we had him for a little bit last year with Travis coming back. Um, I think they've added some stuff to the group. I mean, again, you got depth there. You're just missing that number three piece. They want it to be Jalen Hurd. I want it to be Jalen Hurd. Everybody wants it to be Jalen Hurd, but back injury, uh, ACL, ah, uh, gotta you gotta see it. I think he'll be back this year. I do, but again, you can't rely on that. You've got to find something else there. Now Julio is kind of the logical choice, right? That's what everybody wants. I see it in the comments. Give Julio to Kyle Shanahan. He's had him once before. This question was asked, and I love how he responded. <laughs> you you can just tell, like, Kyle's like, man, why you set me up for failure? Why why you set me up? Well, you know I'm not illegally allowed to talk about players on other teams, um, so I can't answer that exactly the way you want me to. Um, anyone I've coached in the past that I have relationships with, especially a great dude like Julio, obviously I have a ton of respect for. Um, but, yeah, we're always interested in improving our team. I mean, we'll never just say, hey, we're done. We can't improve our team. You always try to try to make that happen. Um, but, yeah, it makes it harder when you've already given up some stuff to make some moves and things like that. Everything's got to fit in, um, and it's got to make sense. And But, yeah, I'll, I would never say we're just done. There's two things to take away from this. Number one, the, he's got to be traded, okay? He can't be traded till after June 1st because of the what we've talked about this, the contract and spread the cap penalty out. Two, they want to trade him to an AFC team. They don't want to trade him in the same conference. Why would you do that? No team wants to do that. But now you've got to get down to, one, a team has to have cap room to make it work. Two, they have to have draft capital to make it work. 49ers have cap space, but we're not we're in the NFC, so that hurts. And we don't have the capital. You know, there's rumors out saying, oh, they're going to get a first-round pick. I don't know about that. Second round pick in the re Julio's worth the first round pick if you're just talking about play. There's no doubt about that. Nobody argues with that. But that contract, so you're giving up such high draft capital and such high cap penalty, that's the issue. That usually knocks the value down. So we'll see here. Um yeah, yeah. I think the 40 hours are gonna have to get creative. I, they're definitely involved. They're definitely talking, they definitely reached out, but I don't think they could just give up a second-round pick for him. I don't think it's that easy because they would have no picks ever. You could do a player in a third or a player in a couple fours, something like that. That's what it's going to have to be. So we'll see. Uh, but again, if I'm the Falcons, the 49ers are not at the top of my list for trading Julio. That doesn't make any sense. Get him away from us. Trade him to another conference. That's just my whole idea. Now, uh, this question in there from nobody, maybe I should rephrase it. How do you think McGlinchey putting on weight during the offseason will impact his play protection? It should help it, but that's not the main thing that's going to help. The main thing that's going to help is, one, your center, Alex Mack. Two, your right guard, Aaron Banks. Those are the two things that's going to help him uh, more than anything else out there. And, you know, I, I want to put this up there, too. You know, I was listening to another podcast, just a blanket NFL podcast, I don't remember the name of it. I listened to too many. But uh, they were they were going through the NFC. It was draft dudes. That's what it was. It was draft dudes. I want to give them credit. And they were going through the NFC West, and they were picking basically an all-NFC West team. And I thought it was hilarious. There's two different you know uh, podcasters or writers on there. They both picked Mike McGlinchey as the starting right tackle for the NFC West. And I know we see, we're spoiled, we're 49ers, we see Mike McGlinchey as like the biggest weakness. 
But they could have picked the right tackle from Seattle, from Arizona, or the Rams. They did it. Mike McGlinchey was the guy for both of them. And so it kind of puts things into perspective. I know that we kind of, and again, I don't want to go back to this. There's a few reporters that pick on a player on offense or a player on defense, and that's just their guy that they're going to berate for years and years and years. And it, it finds its way into this podcast, and it finds its way into Twitter and all these things. And it's not based on reality. It's not. It, it, if <laughs> Mike McGlinchey is a good right tackle. Does he have issues? Hell yes, he does. But again, it, it's not near as bad as we think that it is. He's a he's a he's a great guy that might get extended this year. Um, I would not be shocked if he gets extended. Fred Warder first for sure. But then if you know halfway through the year, I would not be shocked if they extended Mike McClinchy. We'll have to see how the cap works out, and I think it take place in the uh, you know during the year. But I would not be shocked at all. Uh, Brandon, he asked this, John. What do you think Trey Lance's rookie numbers are? Man, I love this question. I love projections. Um, I usually do pretty good at them, at least at the running back uh, position. But, you know, I'm projecting Trey Lance to start week 11. I'm sticking with that. So he's coming in week 11 to, I guess, week 18 now that we do, right? Um, so that's going to be interesting. And I, I'm going to project the entire offense, every target, every carry, um, every touchdown, all that stuff. I don't do that for a while. I'll probably do that this summer. So, Brandon, I love that question. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that done. Delta. What's up, Delta? Glad to see you, man. What about Jamison Crowder after June 1st? I've been preaching this. I think Jamison Crowder's getting cut. And if he does, the he would start or he would be the starting number three wide receiver for us day one. He would come here because he wants to play to win. He hasn't been on any competitive rosters really at all. He fits exactly what we want to do. Thank you, Delta. Thank you, Delta. Oh, man, I would love that. It, it would make me so happy. Now, we, we talked about extensions. Got to talk about Fred now. All-Pro Fred, linebacker one, was asked, listen to his first words here about this extension. He showed up to camp. Back in the day, people would be saying, no, I'm holding out till I get my deal. Nope, nope, nope. Not Fred. Why? Here's why. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously I want to I want to be a Niner for life too, right? Um, you know, I know all that stuff will work itself out um, in due time, and I'm, I'm just focused on being the best player I can for this team. You know, that's why I'm here. I'm working with my with my guys, and we have, you know, huge aspirations and goals for this season. Um, you know, I'm really excited about uh, this season that we're going to have. Niner for life, baby. Oh, how do you not love this? How do you not love this? Again, the playbook has been set. The 49ers will pay you top-tier money. We will take care of you. Even the one person we didn't pay top-tier money, DeForest Buckner, we told him, you find your trade, we'll send you where you want to go because we can't afford that contract right now. So he said, okay. He went and found himself a contender, found him somebody that reworked his deal. We sent him there. He got paid. DeForest Buckner is happy. Does he want to, Would he have preferred to stay in San Francisco? For sure he would have, but still did right by the player. Okay? Trent Williams, hey, man, here's our offer. Go out. If you, you don't want this offer, that's okay. We understand. Go negotiate in free agency. Let us know that number. And just give us final refusal. We'll take care of you. We made him the highest paid left tackle. George Kittle. Hey, show up to camp. Be here with us. 
We'll make you the number one paid tight end in the NFL. Shows up, goes through training camp, gets signed. Fred Warner shows up at camp. You look at the trends. There's a reason why Jeff Wilson Jr. will be taken care of. There's a reason why 80 out of 90 players showed up. Because this team will take care of you. They have your back. This is class. We aren't Detroit. We're not Seattle. We're not any of those teams. And that's what's so impressive. Go back to free agency. This cracks me up every time I think about it. Oh, the 49ers are in cap trouble because of Jimmy's contract. How are we going to keep all these people? Oh, Robert Sala has so much money. They're going to steal everybody away from us. Who did the Jets get? Tevin Coleman? That's it? Are you kidding me? Oh, people want to be here. People want to be here. People want to be here. I think that's so key, man. I think it's so key. Um, I love this team. And I, I this question just came up. I want to do this off the top of my head, so it's going to be trash. I'm sorry. Martin asked this. What would you package to get Julio? I, I think they need young players more than they need draft picks. They need cheap players on rookie contracts. I would do Daniel Brunskill. I'd do Daniel Brunskill. I'd do Aziz. Uh, you know, our number three linebacker, and I'd do a third and a fourth round pick. That's what I would, and again, why would they take that? I don't know, but I want to have that conversation going, and that's where I'm starting at, okay? What do you want? You want players and picks? You just want picks? If you just want picks, 49ers are out. They can't do that. They don't have the room to do that. But if you want some cheap, young players that can help your team, Falcons are acting like they can win now, which I think is wrong. When you drafted Kyle Pitts, with a you know 36-year-old quarterback, you're telling everybody you're going to win now. You believe you can win now. Okay, that's awesome. You need players to help you win now. Draft picks don't help you win now. Come on, Atlanta. You want to win now? We got some young guys that can step in and start for you that will make your team a lot better, plus some draft picks to help you out and cap relief. That That's John Chapman on the phone, right? I'm trying to sell that. And maybe they're like, oh, no, no, no. We've got a first-round pick from an AFC team. All right, cool. Like... This front office reaches out to everybody. <laughs> we, we reached out for Le'Veon Bell when he was with the Steelers. Like, <laughs> we, we will try anything. It doesn't mean we're going to make an offer. We're going to call for Aaron Rodgers, you know, the week of the draft. We're trying. But it doesn't mean we're going to overpay. I don't want to overpay. And so I want Julio. But that's where I'm starting the conversation. Matt Calloway, thank you so much for the gift. I really appreciate it. Um... Yeah, I, I love it. Again, you know, Niner by Nature, he says, why do the Falcons care about Julio going to the NFC? It's not like they're going anywhere anytime soon. They don't believe that. This is a problem in the NFL, and one of the reasons why I kind of respect what Detroit Lions are doing, I can't believe I just said that. They know they're not going to win this year. So they're pushing everything to the future, draft picks, all those things. They know they're they're not close enough. Falcons, they're acting like they're there. And I, I, I'm with you. They're wrong, <laughs> but, but hey, man, some teams, they, they go about it all wrong. And not understanding what you have to cook with, that's, gonna, that's a problem. So I love that. I think you're exactly right. No, I'm not trading Drake Greenlaw and uh, picks for Julio Jones. I'm sorry, I'm not. Um, I understand Julio is like the fan favorite and all those things, but no, 
I would not touch that. I think Drake Greenlaw is already a top 10 linebacker in the NFL, and he's on a rookie deal. And I think that he could be the best linebacker in the NFL. Or he's already the best tackler in the NFL. I would not do that. I might be in the minority. I am not trading Drake Greenlaw for Julio Jones with draft picks. I'm sorry. Um, youth, no. Best case scenario is Julio has two to three years left. Maybe three to four. That's best case. Drake Greenlaw, I think he's still got seven to eight years left. Um, so, nope, not doing that. No, I'm not trading Debo for Julio. I wouldn't do that straight up either. Again, youth is key in this game. You're trying to build something long-term. And again, I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, go get Julio. He's so great. And he is great. He's amazing. But no, um, you got to keep those things for the future. And again, if you trade for Julio, not saying we're going to be in cap hell, but it's going to get a little tight around the britches. That's just the reality of the situation. Man, I love you guys. This has been awesome. Remember, uh, we got to give away the Bosa jersey. Again, so many different ways. We're increasing our thing. Go over to Instagram, 49ers Rush Podcast. Hit follow. You can uh, enter into the contest there, hashtag CC. That gets you in as well. You go to Twitter, all those different places. Facebook, we got you everywhere, baby. And then, of course, the 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We've already sold over 150 tickets, man. This is incredible. Make sure you get your tickets because some of the events, I hate to tell you this, once we hit capacity, uh, I'm going to have to just cut off ticket sales and it's not like it's just going to be done. I don't want that to happen to you. I want you guys there. Other podcasts are starting to get on this as well and I'm promoting it on them. I want you guys with me. So again, if you're going to be in Philly, you're going to be in Los Angeles, you're going to be in Chicago for the 49ers games, even if you're not going to the game, come hang out with us. Let's have a good time, man. Uh, let's have a drink. I want to get to know you guys. Like This is going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. So really appreciate everything. As always, you are the absolute best. I can't believe that I get to do this for kind of a living. <laughs> but anyway, uh, lots of stuff still coming your way. Uh, next episode, unless some crazy Niner stuff happens, is going to be all over Jalen Moore. Um, our backup developmental guard. Man, he's a fun guy to dive into got a whole bunch of clips on him and so we're just going to get to know everything there is about that guy that's what's coming up next appreciate it and as always stay strong faithful you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.